Hi and welcome to the Swan Effect Mums Coffee and Chat podcast. This week I'm introducing my big sister Claire and we're going to be talking about something that I just want to disclaim here. It's about babies who are born sleeping aka stillbirths. So if that's something you think may trigger you then please you know have a look at my other episodes. So Clear. Right. Okay, we're going to ch- start the podcast. So that every, I always ask this question, where do you live and who do you live with? I live in a small village in North Wales, not far from you, uh, called Pabamaur, and I live with my husband and my son and part-time daughter because she's at uni. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Claire's got two daughters and one son. One son. And then we'll talk about your yeah, other son. Yeah. Okay. So, right, talking about the other son, let's talk about Ethan. So how was the pregnancy from the start? How was it compared to your two previous pregnancies? So we had Amy's and Emily's before that, didn't we? Yeah. And was it a good pregnancy or were you poorly throughout? Um, it was quite a good pregnancy at the beginning. I, I didn't have suffered with my pregnancies, to be honest with you. Um, didn't have morning sickness or anything like that. The only difference I would say maybe is that I just, don't know, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't going out buying stuff, but I put that down to, you know, with my third child. So you don't rush out and buy loads of stuff. And then nearer the end, not the end, but nearer the later on in pregnancy, I just had, it just felt like the baby was there. Really low. Really, really low. But a lot of really people feel that anyway, don't they? Yeah, but it was like as if he was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it, it, yeah it and how nice. far gone were you then? Um, that probably started about five and a half, six months. What, he I, felt that low down? Yeah, I had to wear one of them girdles. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was uncomfortable, but it was just, it wasn't nice to walk. I just felt like he, he was just... Did you have a scan? Yeah, I was always having scans. But was he really low or was it just the no, pressure? No, I think it was just the pressure. Um, I never got explained, really. And then, um, do you want me to go up to that day? No, oh, right. no, we've got other questions. <laughs> so that, the next question I'm going to ask is, in your own time, can you talk us through what happened the day that Ethan was born sleeping? What were the warning signs that something was wrong and what happened once you realised you needed to get medical help? So I remember this. I think I was 21 at the time mm. and... I was. I think I was living with mum, and I'd got a phone call from yeah. you, hadn't you? Yeah. I'll go back at just a couple of days because I don't think it started on that day. Didn't it? I don't personally. Right. Okay. Go on. Um, then. So I was having a. It wasn't preeclampsia, preeclampsia, but I was getting closely monitored. Um, I'd been in hospital the day before, being monitored, and then they sent me home and said, "Save me, come back into hospital the next day. They will send a midwife out." Um, got home that night in bed and I woke up a bit like labour pains but I put it down to Braxton Hicks because it lasted for about half an hour and then that was it got up in the morning and didn't think anything of it really but then the midwife came and it wasn't my usual midwife and she used to what's it called I don't know, because, well, you know, check the heartbeat. What's that? Oh, speed that long. Um, ultrasound. Not ultrasound. What they call the little... Oh, the dapper, dapper, yeah. dapper. So she did that. Mm. Sorry, I could have been that long and couldn't find the heartbeat. But she played it down and said, oh, you know, we'll just send you to hospital. There's nothing to worry about, blah, 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 blah. But then, then she left. But as she left, because she wasn't my usual midwife, she tapped, like, tapped my shoulder and I just knew. Just that sounds like a sympathy tap. Yeah, 
I just knew them. But to be honest with you, for a long time afterwards, I thought it was the night before that something was that, that them pains. But since having, well, obviously I had Emily before and then I had Louis after, but um, that with all three of them, they had like tightenings, you know, when you're heavily pregnant and they're moving. Yeah. And it, it's like it's scraping. Yeah, yeah. I had that in the morning. So, and then because I had problems with Emily and Louis, those that symptom happened with each and every one. But at the time with the other two, I was in hospital and they said, we'll start you off. What is it then? I don't know. Just that their heart rate was dipping at the time. So but I was being monitored. Yeah. But obviously I wasn't being monitored at that time. Oh, um, but also with Ethan, a couple of weeks, or I don't even know if it was a couple of weeks. I don't know. I don't think it was a couple of weeks. It might be in a week before. You know how I sneeze. I don't sneeze at you. I Claire don't... does internal <laughs> sneezes. It's really weird. Um, but her, her kids do it as well, where they don't make a noise with sneezing. So I used to say, that's, you're going to cause damage. Yeah, and I sneezed. And, and the only way I can explain it was I had like a, a weird sensation in my stomach. It felt like my like water broke like inside like yeah and like a fluid yeah and i kept mentioning it because obviously i was being monitored all the time i kept mentioning it to them but i was just sort of passed off but i, I do believe something happened there yeah but i can't prove that but yeah that's why i truly think my first pregnancy amy i had no problems with her pregnancy whatsoever i probably fainted i think once outside the coffee but other than that her pregnancy, that pregnancy was fine. Even the birth was wonderful. Just kind of flew, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but whether it's because I was young and yeah, whatever. But um, the other three, there was all, there was something. Emily was two weeks prem, and as I said, just you had preeclampsia. Before, I had preeclampsia. Just for anyone who's listening, what is preeclampsia? You know, well, I know I'm not pointing you on. I was swollen. You? My ankles were swollen, um, but it wasn't like a. Massive. I didn't feel in danger or anything because I was two weeks early, and again because I had this tightening, and the heart. They said the heart rate was dropping. We'll start you off and got this big knitting needle out. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so it didn't seem like a big deal. It's only after the effect, after the event, when you compared all your pregnancies and births, yeah. you sort of put it all together. together yeah. I probably got it all wrong, but that's in my mind. Yeah. Um. And then Louis who I had after Ethan, um, obviously they kept me even closer monitor and at the same things were happening with Louis as was with Ethan. They were had him eight weeks early. Um, nearly it was going to be nine weeks early because um, they were going to do emergency cesarean then but then decided to give me steroids. Yeah. But couldn't wait any longer so I had to have him eight weeks early. Ethan was six weeks early. Um, what else do I need to say? No, that's it. I've just basically what were the warning signs that something was wrong. So the next one was, um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to talk about what actually happened that day. If you don't I don't want... mind. I don't mind. Okay. Well, if you want to talk about that, that's absolutely fine. So that happened. Um, the midwife gone, tapped you on the shoulder yeah, so and then... went out the door. Who were you at home with? I know Emily was a baby and I, you yeah, know. Yeah, I can't remember. If, no, Ian must have gone to work. I yeah. Me, I think. So I phoned Ian, he comes straight home. I phoned mum, she comes straight over. Um, did you come with her? Mum? No, I, I answered the call. Mum had gone down to the shops oh. and I answered the call and you said you were just, it was the... I think mum was come with somebody though, was it me, Owen? Or was it me, Owen? yeah. I remember you phoned and it was like... It's hard to explain when, when you know when you've got a sibling and you're talking to each other and we're always laughing and joking. Mm. But you were just said 
my baby's not moving, my baby's not moving. I'd, well, what do you mean? And you said, can you just come here? I need to, someone's look after Emily. And mum was coming up the street. And I, out of nerves, I started laughing. Because yeah. mum, well, well, it was, that, yeah, we, we do that in our family. But I, I remember saying, mum, we need to go right now. I was already in the car and the sheer look on her face was a panic i thought oh god this is bad and i drove over and that's when we looked after yeah, so, MC. you so went me and Ian went to the hospital uh, and you go to the maternity ward um i had to have a scan just a normal scan the ultrasound scan um which showed that the baby had died then i had to go down to the main hospital to the bigger scanners and have another why i don't i still don't understand what's it like just to confirm yeah to confirm it oh, Jesus. So let's go to these other scanners then come back i'm sure i had another scanner for the maternity ward then they took me to the labor ward which was just horrendous so just to confirm is that like with other ladies having babies babies yeah in the labor ward right um they did put you in the back of the labor ward but um you could still hear everything yeah and then I'm shaking now. <laughs> but um yes, yeah, so oh, God, man, like, do you know what? It's, it's such a thing. It's such a oh, you, you, you... Do you think a lot of it's blo- blocked down? No, because when I, I can talk I talk about a lot of it is the certain yeah. key things. I just yeah. remember all I remember is this doctor kept I'm sorry, even though I'm a nurse, I the medical terms are beyond me. But um he kept saying we're gonna give you this injection and try and start you off and do uh, try and do it naturally. They said that I had to stay in the hospital until I give birth. They wanted me to give birth naturally, which at the time I thought was absolutely barbaric. I understand now why you do it. Yeah. But at the time I thought this this is cruel. Yeah. Make forcing you to give birth naturally. You know, I, I understand why, but at the time, it wasn't nice. No. Um, so anyway, I think about 24 hours have passed, more than 24 hours, and they were going to do, give me whatever it was to start me off again for the third time. And the doctor left the room and the midwife said, look, don't worry, this doctor is changing shift in a minute. We're going to get this baby out today. I said, right, okay, so because they could see I was distraught. So, so this new doctor came, and I just remember having two separate drips, one with morphine, one with whatever it was to make me contract. And I get I give birth pretty much quickly straight away then. I just remember my mum, mum was there. There was like a couch in the room, and she, to be fair, she was really, I didn't want her there. No. <laughs> uh, but she wouldn't leave, but then there was a couch room, and she's to be fair, she stayed out the way on that couch. However, the, when I say I didn't want her there, I just thought it's no, her, it, horrendous for me to go through yeah. it, but to watch a child go through something like that must be awful. Yeah. So I could feel I, I knew the baby was coming, I could feel him coming. So I just said to my mic, go go and phone dad, give him an update, go and have a fag and yeah. a sandwich and yeah. come back. So as soon as she left the room, I was like, right, I'm gonna push. <laughs> But then it was it wasn't later. I found out when was heard me outside yeah. anyway. Um, she would have known class. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> she was there. Obviously, Ian was my rock through the whole thing. Um, didn't leave my side at all. I gave birth as you do natural births. Give birth. They they do. To be fair, they do ask, do you want to hold the baby and things like that. They they involve you in the whole process, which I did, and I'm glad I did. Is that, do you think, is that, when you're saying you understand now, so mm-hmm. anyone that's listening, is that, they, they make you, not make you, but they ask you to try and give birth naturally, is that because it's part of the grieving process? If, yeah. If you give birth to a child that's sleeping, I remember you telling me at the time, the whole time you were going through that, even though you knew he was gone, mm-hmm. you were still hoping that they were wrong and he would cry. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then when he you doesn't do. come out crying, yeah. he, you, you finally the, accept yeah, it. That was the eeriest. That was the weirdest thing was when you give birth. Obviously, you wait for that cry. Of course you do, yeah. So there's no bit, cry. And that, that was just, that was the most surrealist moment. Yeah. There's no cry. There's no, it's just total silence, yeah. which is really horrible. And then after that, the, you know, the, 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 I can't, the midwives were brilliant. Yeah. They were amazing. And um, I've heard now that they've got a special suite in the labour, in the maternity, in, in our local hospital for people who yeah. are having stillbirths and things which i think is great because i say listening to other babies being born is it's not nice no anyway so then um what happened then oh yeah so they asked do you want to hold the baby do we have special clothes for him do you want to bathe him um they took photographs for me in a you know in um which it did make me laugh afterward i don't it's just nerves i suppose but they took photographs of the roses basket but like changed positions and oh. which i thought was really bizarre but love, love, lovely it's lovely yeah. to look back on yeah. now because basically everyone listening um ethan was perfect he was perfect he, he was, was born, a perfect looking um, baby yeah wasn't he, he was uh, six weeks prem so and um, he was four pound eight which uh, isn't yeah. ridiculously well, no, tiny well, no he was a lot smaller yeah so yeah four pound eight and he was perfect he had dark hair he looked absolute the absolute image of his father um and there was, wasn't a mark on him no he, he was perfect so I understand you're okay. Yeah, yeah. He was perfect. Yeah. Just let me know if you want a break, okay? Yeah. Um, so we'll get on from that bit now. Mm -hmm. Um oh, it's hard. Oh. Oh. They ask you then afterwards, you know, about funeral arrangements. There's there's um near our local hospital there's a, a big church, a lovely church, marble church. Oh yeah. And they have a special graveyard for babies. There. So they asked, you know, did I I didn't I could be fully involved or not involved at all. It was and I so I decided no I wanted him in our local in our local in our, well, no, our family, family cemetery. Our family yeah. cemetery. Yeah. It's just a local um chapel, Welsh chapel. I'm glad you did that, Claire, because yeah, it is I lovely. Am. I mean I know I don't visit the grave that often, but I do like going up there. I find it really peaceful. So yeah, so I took out I'm I am a bit of a control freak that way anyway. Um and then they wanted me to stay in as well after birth why is that what, what was that because you have just to recover because now you give birth don't you you, yeah, you, you, go. you go up but they're not in them days no you had to stay so i i begged and begged to let them know i couldn't oh, i couldn't stand staying one more night and i said promised them i'd come in first thing in the morning i would go straight home to bed yeah. <laughs> anyway that's what i did um eventually um because i just couldn't stay on that labor ward another night Ugh. And then, where are we up to now? That's it. I'm just you're talking about your thing, and I'm just so. If you want to talk about it a little bit more, you can mm. by all means. That's all. It was just the next questions that we offered support. So, oh yeah. So but if did, you want to say yeah. anything else um, about that, I didn't take up. To be honest, I didn't take. They, they did do offer support. They give you all the the pamphlets and everything, but I don't do. Uh, I, I I genuinely I remember coming to see you in the hospital and I held Ethan and that, and you said that you. You showed me these things and you were like, I'm not going. And then I remember days and days later going, I think you should go. And you just didn't want to go. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You know what I mean? That really is fine. Yeah. But they um, do off, did offer you yeah, things. Yeah, I just think the only thing that's really stuck with me, I remember a, a family member, a distant family member, said to me after the event and said that the similar thing happened to her many, many years ago. And it still affected her 
I think it was 20 whatever years mm. afterwards and I was like oh no that's not going to be me there I'll be over this did you really flash. think that I did I genuinely did think I'd be over it in a flash um and I, I you know I, yeah, you, you, it's you not that grief is yeah. yeah it hasn't affected my everyday life no. um but it, it still hits you of course it does. yeah yeah so what about your kids though so your eldest was am I nine eight nine um, no I think she was nine what year are we going now? So yeah, nine. Nine. So, nine. so eldest was nine and Emily was, she, was, toddler, she, was she was in a high chair, I remember. Mm -hmm. So Emily not so much, she wouldn't have known any different. But what about the Yeah, it really did affect Amy. Yeah. The only way I could say how it affect you know, obviously she, we don't talk like think personal things like that, but she used to write any any homework she had or any English stuff she had, she would always write about Ethan. Mm. Um, the hospital at the time, because we were a family that were taught that kids should go to funerals and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, but the hospital encouraged that kids should go yeah. to funeral. Blood was part of the grieving process. So I let her come to the funeral, let her be involved. She wrote a letter to Ethan and we put it in the coffin. I didn't let her see Ethan. No. I thought that was too much. Too, yeah. I think she really, you know, if, if you asked her, she'd probably say she would she is not annoyed upset that she didn't get to see him but i just thought no that's too much yeah. for a nine-year-old i mean do you think um like we said we've been brought up very um children should be seen not heard <laughs> god <laughs> if that is this we're in so much trouble pretty much yeah, yeah. we you know we, we we don't talk about our feelings yeah. very much and that's fine you know it is how it is so do you think in hindsight it was a good thing for her to go to the funeral. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah definitely. I do. I, I, and I, she was very mature for an annual. She as well. was very mature. And Emily went as well, but she she was a bad yeah, anyway. But yeah, no, I do. Because they they kid, we all know this now, don't we? Years down the line, that kids know and understand a lot more. Oh and, yeah. And, and also, they imagine a, a lot worse than things actually are. So it's best to be open and honest. Yeah. In the age that group that they are in at that time um and i am one of those you know i've always said that my kids can ask me any question and i'll try and answer it not just regarding this anything no, just ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah no i don't regret that at all and i think it you know say she emily it, you know i don't think it's obviously affected her as much because she was only a baby herself so she didn't understand but amy it did really yeah it, i think it did. she's more sensitive to the whole thing and you know she'll make sure she either if she can't come and see me th on that day she'll, she'll do something me, she'll do something yeah she comes around she makes sure i'm okay so just she was aware yeah. of it yeah. so the next one you had two young children at the time how did you explain what had happened to them and how did they react so we've talked about how they reacted but yeah i i, I remember obviously you'd gone to the hospital we had to go and get her from the school me and mum mm. she was in the headmaster's or headmistress's office mm. she came out and she was, you could see she was like, what is going on? Why is my auntie Lenny here and mum at 90? So how did, what happened when she got home and you, you know, you spoke to her? I do, do I really can't remember. No. I, I blotted a lot out after, after she did, when yeah. I got home. Um, I blotted quite a lot out, really. I don't know. I was probably just, all I remember from when I came home, not so much Amy. I just remember coming, people, friends coming to visit to give their sympathies. And they, oh, I did get, as much as I loved, you know, I loved them for coming and it was lovely. It, a part of me was like, this happened to me and I'm not, I'm not crying here and you lot are crying. Yeah, you'd get I so got, angry about yeah, that. I did used to get angry. Yeah. But 
I understand, you know, because if it was shoes on the other foot, I'd be doing the same. But it, that was just part of it. I just got it really annoyed me at the time. But then that I get annoyed when people don't talk about it either. So no one can win really in those kind of situations. That's was the next question was how did family and friends and acquaintances treat you as you yeah. after and what were the wrong things people did or said so like you just you just said that yeah but the, to be fair it's not wrong because it, it's it's a horrible situation and whatever anyone does is it's lovely and but you're going to be annoyed at something because you, you're angry on you it's part of the yeah. grieving process you're angry with the world you know if, if someone said don't bring flowers what the hell do i need flowers for yeah and, so, and or if someone thought okay i won't take slap flowers because they're pointless yeah. but i'll take some food because she'd be so you know <laughs> yeah. grief stricken that she won't be eating and then you take a lasagna and you go what why have they made a lasagna i'm going to bring my child back <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter what yeah. you do but yeah. i think that i think you still got to do that as, yeah. as, as like to like, show that you can. yeah just because yeah. oh, then no, years I, down I, the line they'll yeah. know that you know, the oh, yeah, no, those people that were there for me, I, st- I know were still here for me today. Yeah. Um, my other f- people that didn't come or didn't reach out to me, yeah, they're still friends as such, but I know who my true, yeah, yeah, true. It's bloody are. hard. And you know what? I- I'll admit it when something like that has happened to someone you love, oh my god, it, I. You're so shit scared of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong mm. thing. Um, if you laugh, you think, oh, my God, I shouldn't have laughed then. Yeah. But we are a family of nerves and yeah. laughter yeah. and stuff. And then you're just constantly on edge. And But for me, I was like, shit, I've got no other situation. I've got no – I can't get out of this because I'm your sister and I have mm. to be here. Um, I can imagine if I was best friend, I would have been there. If I was yeah. a, an acquaintance, probably not. Because no, no, do you know what? It's horrible it's to watch horrible. someone so – and you were mm-hmm. absolutely not my sister for mm-hmm. – three years yeah, i think after yeah, that claire you yeah. could just see you were walking around in a daze yeah it is hard it is <laughs> right let's have a break and then we'll come back and talk about it. let's have a couple of questions hopefully not too <laughs> depth mm-hmm. right i'll have a coffee have a break have a breather i will come back thanks everyone <laughs> Hi, welcome back. So we're going to talk now about traditions and things. So how do you keep the memory of Ethan alive? Do you have family traditions? Do you have a graveside that you can visit? So you said you decided to get him buried in a, a what we call our family chapel. Um, that was, did, could you have had a full service for that? Changing the subject completely. I can't remember. It was a graveside service, but. Yeah, I think it could have, but I didn't want to. I, I think I thought it was too much. Yeah. Because it's so hard to grieve. For you love this baby, but you don't know this baby. You've not seen him smile. You've not seen him. You're not. You're not seeing his eyes. You're not. No. Nothing. And it, it's such a. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I I know as well. Now I've been through it myself. A pregnancy myself. Mm. If when you start feeling them, yeah. you do. You well, just it, feel this yeah, bond. Yeah, like, there's a, the bond. But there's no memories. No, I've got no memories. That's All thing, I've yeah. got are memories of him kicking me in the, in the tummy. That's it. So yeah. it's really, you know, I do grieve, but it's, it's a, it's a, you know, we've lost loved ones over yeah. the years, but it, it's a total new boat. Oh, it's just a total cow of fish. It's uh, yeah, it's, what's the word about swearing? A head black, should we say? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really intense. But yeah, so it was in the local chapel. It was just a graveside service. Close family and close friends came. 
And um, to be fair to the local um, funeral directors who we know, yeah, you know, they're friends, are friends. Um, didn't charge us for a funeral for the coffin or the. I never knew that. Yeah, no, we didn't. You don't. A lot of places don't charge for children's oh, graves, okay. coffins, and things. I did pay for the headstone, but I wanted wanted to do that, and I got a headstone of a, a teddy bear holding a love heart and with the words engraved on that. Which is lovely. Yeah, um, and then for his for tra- traditions, um, he was born. I haven't said when he was born. No. He died. Well, we found out he died on the twenty fifth of November, and I gave birth on the twenty sixth. So, because that's fairly close to Christmas, and because I had two little kids at home, I didn't want it being depressing no. every year for them. So, I just used to. We used to put the well. We still do every year. Put the Christmas tree up on the twenty sixth of November. And I do a carpet picnic and not a party as such, but I do, you know, finger foods and just try and, and I've, people would buy me little memory things to put on the tree. Um, so, yeah, that's how I remembered him really with my kids, because I say I didn't want to make it depressing for them. But for me, my um, memory, when I start thinking more, I think about him every day. He's in my mind constantly, yeah. every day, every moment of every day. But from the 1st of November, that's when my mood changes and um, it's, it's... I think uh, you're in grief mode from yeah, the 1st of November until yeah. the 31st. But then by the time his actual birthday comes, I'm okay-ish on his actual birthday because I think it's all come out of the system. But yeah, that's it. It's as far as traditions are done. Uh, but I tell you what, just to add here, mm-hmm. your eldest now, she's now 28. Yeah. Got a family of her own. Mm. But since she's moved out, she does she, the same she thing. Does the same, yeah, yeah. And even before same. she had kids, she was doing something yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to remember her brother. Yeah. And I think I don't know about the younger two because obviously they were babies when Louis came after. Yeah. But I think they probably will once they have yeah, families of their own. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's nice. It's like a, a tradition now. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been Ethan's 18th birthday last November. Yeah. And it was a hard one for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all hard, yeah, but you really struggled. Yeah. I remember you were saying it. So how how do the landmark birthdays affect you? So, you know, you've got, I don't know, the 10th, the double figures. Then you've got the 13, would have yeah. been a teenager. Then you've got 16, the 18, you know. Yeah. It's just different milestones. And then it's also different milestones for my children, other children. You know, when they reach certain ages or do certain things, it makes you think about Ethan. What would he be doing? What so? And then obviously having another son after him, you, you try not to, but you, you can't help it. You look at him and go, "Oh, I wonder if they'd be best mates. Would yeah. they be arguing? Would would he be academic? Would he be sporty? Would he be on his Xbox like his brother, or would he be going <laughs> out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would, you know, it's just constant with all of them and the girls. You know. You know, would he be a father? Would all kinds of things. So it's just, I say, it's just constant. But come November, I, it, it's obviously in my mind even more. So this, well, last year, it really hit. I went to go and buy because my other son was born on the eleventh of November. So I went out to buy him a birthday card and got to the card shop, and um, there was loads of eighteenth stuff in the shop and I I just broke luckily with this pandemic I had a mask on so I just literally broke right, down in tears and, and ran out the shop and was hysterical all around Flandreville and from then on I, I was just a mess um I think as well you know we lost our dad didn't we and yeah we've had a tough couple of years lost dad and um 
work was intense you know working during the pandemic the just the stress of work and I think maybe I'm perimenopausal but that's a whole new so I think everything just came to a head and I, I did go into a really really dark place and it, it I'm usually quite good at giving myself a head wobble or a kick at the backside and snap myself out of the. You know, sometimes you can't, Claire. I think this is our upbringing. We're constantly made to feel like we should sort ourselves out. And do you know what? Sometimes you need a bit of help or to talk to people. It took a lot longer. Did you speak to Ian about it, your husband? Yeah, I always talk to Ian. Ian's my. How does he just. Do you know what? I've just realised I've not even asked anything about him and his reaction. Obviously, he's very private. But do you think. And I know, I know he dealt with it his own way, yeah. and he's a very private man, and that's yeah. fine. But when you talk to him about it, do you think he's he wants to talk about it, or do you think he's doing it just to please you because he doesn't want to talk about it? What do you think? No, he is say he's quite private. He doesn't discuss do emotions no. and discuss emotions, and he just lets me because I, I we're the total opposites. I'm an open book. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I tell everybody everything about <laughs> how I'm feeling. Anything we are so, so alike, yeah. we do. So, but. Uh, uh, Ian is just the yeah. total opposite. He's a yeah. closed book. You don't never know what I'd be married to him for what 20, 20 years, oh, 22 nearly. Yeah, and I still don't know everything about him. <laughs> Where he knows every <laughs> every tiny detail. Yeah, he does. But that's fine. That's how he deals with it. But he's been such a support to me, and you know, I've had my total mental breakdown so many times, and he's just there to pick me back up. You know, when I first met him, he wasn't. I wasn't a very confident person very low on my self-esteem and he's just built me up over the years and he's been absolutely fantastic I wouldn't be where I am today or who I am today without him he is ace to be fair I always used to say before I met Phil I just I don't care about having a wedding day I want a marriage like Mm -hmm. Claire and Ian's because it is it's really lovely he's such a calming influence on me Um, you need that don't you and he's such um he absolutely he worships the ground I walk, walk on and he yeah, he does. The I don't understand that really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also the kids, you know, we absolutely yeah. loves each and every one of them and would do anything for. for yeah, he's, he's, he's an ace dad. Yeah, I, I struck gold there, to be fair. You I did a few frogs first. Like. I know, you're funny, you did it in age as well. I'm like, gutted. I was really pissed off. It took me to like my 30s to be someone. Right, so um, next question. You went on to have your second son, our little Louis, yeah. a year after losing Ethan. So, yeah, you got pregnant pretty quick yeah, after I, Ethan. When, um, after Ethan, I, I, I had this discussion with Ian and I said, look, I'm not going to go back on the pill. If I get pregnant, I get pregnant. If I don't, I don't. Um, you know, I don't want to make a deal out of it, but I'm just not going back on the pill. And he, he, he agreed with that. And again, he does everything she tells him. <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't think Ian really wanted to, but you know. No, but he, how do I, I, I don't know how to word this without. It sound because I don't want it to sound crude or anything no. because it wasn't about that. But after Ethan died, I just needed to be um, yeah, with want, Ian yeah. and feel that closeness. Of course, so, the bond. Yeah, it's not about. Yeah, I know he me. loved that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, for me, I just I needed that. I just needed that connection, and uh, that was who, anyway. So no, I think that's right. I think when you've got a partner, it's like you know we moan about them all the time. Yeah. But when shit goes down, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. You, yeah. We're not huggers, as we said. No. But if someone grabs us and hugs us, yeah, I like yeah. that. So you need it. I got pregnant fairly quickly, <laughs> and then when I was pregnant, I said to him, "Right, if anything happens to this baby, I'm not doing it again." I can't believe it. I just can't believe even contemplate doing. It. I just I know, but I thought I think if you do it sooner rather than later, you don't think the about more it too much. You, if it's later, you, you you talk yourself out of yeah. it. Yeah. 
So I uh, went to the doctors, asked about either me being sterilised or Ian being uh, getting a vasectomy. Um, the doctor said, no, you're too young, blah, blah. I says, look, I am not doing this again. Yeah. What, whatever the outcome of this pregnancy, I am not going through it again. Yeah. So um, eventually they let, because Ian's are a, lot, a, a fair bit older. He's a bit me. older. <laughs> um, so they let him go for his vasectomy. So I can't remember if that was after Louis was born. I, I think it know. must have been. Anyway, so um, his Louis' pregnancy was fine at the beginning, like they are with all of them. It was stressful. Because you just constantly, you put it in the back of your mind, but it's constantly there. I think if anything bad happens, anything, yeah. you can't help it. You're just no. constantly worried. And then coming up to the, you know, the six months maybe, they, they were keeping a real close eye on me. I was in and out of hospital all the time, getting monitored. And then the week before Libby was due, I think, um, I had... You know the scan where you where, is it a Doppler? Yeah, it was an ultrasound scan, but then you can is it a Doppler or something? When they go inside, but I don't know what. Yeah, I think we did. Like and a then, uh, yeah. So then they they said, oh, we're gonna have to you're gonna have to have an emergency surgery today. Why well, why was this then? So did you have preeclampsia again? Didn't you? Uh, uh, was it? I can't remember. I really can't remember. Let's say it was just such a blur. Yeah, the whole that that whole period, the couple of years, was just one blur. Really, I just remember the ultrasound and them saying. You can have to, and then they decided, oh, well, let's try steroids first to see how you go. And then I got even closer monitored. And then a week later. Were you in hospital that whole week? No, then? no, I had to go in daily. And then I was in hospital then with, wasn't I being, yeah, I was, I was in hospital. And then, because remember Amy being there. Yeah, we were all there. You were all there, weren't you? So, we're very close family. <laughs> so we were all there, weren't you? And, and they, I had um, yeah. the monitor on, didn't And they, they moved, and the, the, I remember they put the curtains around and we were like, something's going on. And yeah. you just went, I'm, I'm going to have him now. Like, yeah. Baby now. I just, and I'll never forget that. I remember, all I remember from that was Amy's face. Absolutely petrified. You, no, you didn't obviously look at your husband because no, he not. was absolutely terrified. I was just, just because it's just Amy's eyes, you know, yeah. she has them puppy dog yeah. eyes, doesn't she? So uh, I just remember Amy's face and oh, God, I, thought, I was just praying out this. Yeah. And then, yeah, so a quick emergency cesarean and he was out and he was born at £2.10. He was tiny. He was tiny. Tiny, he tiny. He was tiny and he was in intensive care for a month. And came out. He was a little fighter, bless him. But again, I, I think I was only in hospital even after because in them days you had to be in hospital after cesarean for five days, or maybe longer. Um, but I think I went home on day two because I, I just couldn't stay in that maternity no. ward. I just I couldn't no. bear it. And I, I you know, and then I so this was the same maternity same ward that you had everything. Right. So. Um, and then I just came in, visited every day on a daily basis in the special care baby unit, and they were fabulous. They are, they're amazing there, aren't they? Yeah, so they were. Um, and then what else happened? <laughs> that was it, really, wasn't it? He was yeah. he, he, he was ace. Yeah, he, he was. He, he, he came home. Out. So he was born November the 11th. And what, when did he come home? It was a month. Just before Christmas, because you was, wanted him home for Christmas. Yeah, and wasn't it Sean Owen's birthday? birthday. It was a party. So 17 years ago. No, they were 38 now, so they would have been 21. Yes, they're yeah. 21st. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we bit, got him home for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, how time flies. I know. So um, one question I have never asked you but always wanted to is, 
when you meet someone new and they ask how many children you have, do you say four and talk about Ethan or do you say three and wait till you get to know someone better before you tell them? So I just said before when on the introduction, like you've got three kids yeah. and obviously Ethan, yeah. it's hard, like, you know. I, I, I it's, it's depend, It depends on how they word the question. If they say, how many children have you got? I say three. If they say, how many children have you had? I say four. four. Yeah, that's good answer. Um, and but again, I talk about them all the time in work. Talk about it. I, I am quite a matter of fact, and I do talk about them because I just think I want to keep him. Smart. How do you say it though? Do you go, oh, I've had a, you know? But, oh no, I just. But you just happy it's to just talk matter, about it. Matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way I can deal with it. Is if I talk matter of fact. If I talk emotion, then that's it, and I fall to bits. So I just try and be matter of fact about it. I don't want to. You know, and I say to people, oh, I'm not telling you because I want sympathy. I'm just telling you because I gave, had birth. I had birth. He existed, I didn't had he? This baby. Yeah. He was part of me. He'll always be part of my family. And I want to show he existed and he, he had a meaning and a purpose in life. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I don't, I think because, you know, I'll do my Facebook posts and do all that malarkey. And I think, I'd, and then people comment. Oh, so blah, blah, yeah, blah. I don't think you actually give a shit about that, really. No, it's not about the sympathy. It's it's about he existed, and I'm he existed. Out there. Uh, yeah, because you'd put things about Louis, Amy, yeah, Emily, he had Facebook. Meaning, he, he, yeah. you know, okay, he didn't breathe outside in my womb, but he was part of me and part of my family. So I, I'll always talk about him. Was... I just think the minute you found out you're pregnant, I was a mum. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah, I did, but I think. Once I heard her heartbeat, I remember I, you know, Fionn's heart, I just, oh, and I thought, and you said, I think you said it's the best sound, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, and it hit home that I'm a mum. And I think yeah. you do, like, you, if anything happened to that baby, you'd just be distraught and you just yeah. know that from the get-go. And I think that's why you need to keep the memories alive because we might not have known him, mm. but for God's sake, it's been 18 years now and we still talk about him. Yeah. I didn't know him. I mean, I met him after, mm. he, you know, he'd gone, but... It's because he was part of you and yeah. it's important to you. And yeah, yeah, definitely. I do think he would have been a little shit and would have called you an absolute <laughs> murders. Yeah. And like we're putting him on a pedestal right now oh, because yeah. he's not here. But, yeah. you know. Because <laughs> I, I think Louis probably gets a bit envious. Yeah. But, you know. and I've It's said, easy to put someone who's yeah, not here anymore. We I put just, our dad on yeah. a pedestal completely because oh, yeah. he's not around anymore. Yeah, no, that's not with us. Oh, he, he's he an was, angel. He, he was the world's best dad. <laughs> he was amazing. He was yeah. this. And yeah, he was. But you don't say that whether they're alive. No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think it's important. So I don't put the Christmas tree up or anything, but I think I remember buying a, I've got this bauble and it's got Ethan's yeah. name on it. And I think we all kind of do something. Yeah. And it's not much, but it's like, it's just a, like you said, a I don't. Recognition. Yeah. Recognition. We all want to have recognition in life, don't we? All of us, every single person. Yeah. Because what was the point? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you need it, don't you? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So. Lastly, for anyone listening who has gone through the same experience as yourself, what advice would you give to the mums and dads? How did you learn to keep going after such a harrowing experience? And, and, and do you know what? I, I wrote this question, but it's you can't. It's really horses for courses, isn't like it? Because everyone's experiencing. Yeah. You know, some people when they've lost a child or a baby or anyone, you know, they'll go to the grave every day. They'll do this. It's what gets you through. I, mm. For me, it's I. I didn't. I can't go to the grave every day. But that's for anyone. I don't want to be dad's grave either. No. Um, it's it's how, how you've got to have a good support network. If you haven't got a good support network, I think you're just going to lose your head. Um, say I have a wonderful husband, a, a wider family, my mum and dad at the time, my, my siblings, 
you know, I've got a good support network around me and keep me going. And plus, I had kids. And Do you think that helped? That, yeah, because you've got to keep going for them, haven't yeah. you? Um, so I think it's been much harder if you haven't got kids. I mean, these people who have problems conceiving and have um, miscarriage after miscarriage or stillbirths, oh, I don't I, they just keep going yeah. though, don't they? They do. You find inner strength, mm. don't you? I'm not religious um, at all, but you do. You find this inner strength. And th- when things like this happen to you, you either go, oh, I don't know why I'm going all religious, but um, yeah, you either go towards God or, and religion or against. For me, I went against, which to be honest, I, I, I wish I didn't. I wish I had that faith, but I just haven't. No, but that's a bit. Some um, people might have the faith. Yeah, and I, I am envious of people that do have that faith to help. I am too. That helps with yeah. that breathing, breathing process, um, because you've got something to believe in. I believe in my family, and and that's what keeps me going. So I, I'm not going to advise anyone. It's a hell of a ride. It's a total shit storm. Yeah. Um, and you just do you. And do and take small baby steps. Oh, that's the wrong word, isn't it? Would you say like take so, it a day at a time? Yeah, take it a day at a time. And whatever anybody and do you says know what? or don't, does, don't be worried about offending people. Yeah, as well. don't worry about because I'd be worried saying you pee me off or whatever, because people's hearts are in the right place. You're just grieving, and that's you, you're just angry with the world at that time. If they know you, they'll know and that. They, and yeah, if they love you and care for you, they'll, they'll understand yeah. that. So just go with the flow. Take each day as it comes. And make more babies. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. That's up to you, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, for me, it helped. And I say I had children at home, so you've got to carry on. And even if you haven't got children at home, you've got to carry on. Because if you don't carry on, what what what, what is life? What yeah. what is life? That's what you will question definitely. What is life if something like this happens to you? I think that's it. I think you know you always hear you know worst things that can happen is to children and you think yeah i can get why you question it because why would that happen to yeah because you get angry especially when you see and i'm not 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 even these you know like putin and all these kind of people getting away with stuff just normal you see everyday assholes in the street and you think why have you you're wasting your lives on nothing whatever you're doing drugs drink illegal activities whatever and you think my son didn't get a chance to breathe one breath of fresh air. Yeah. And you do, but you've got to try and move past that. And the worst thing I will say for this, anybody, because it's the proper cliche, and you can't help but say it to people when it happens, but you just don't want to hear it, is these things happen for a reason because that just makes you oh, blow your mind. I actually think I might have said that. Yeah, you, you do because it's <laughs> Cause a you cliche because yeah. you you've got nothing else to say. You don't know what else to say. Yeah. But to hear it, tell me what, what reason, because 18 years later, I still don't understand, don't understand what that reason. I don't. And I, 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 there can never be a reason for why a baby could die. Mm. And not not have a chance in life when you've got when you look at the world, yeah, as it is. No, I get yeah. So yeah, don't try your best not to say that because it is. Not Do you know what? I've done podcast after. I mean, I don't know. This is like twenty fifth podcast, and I've had ladies who have had miscarriages, ladies go through IVF and things like that. And I always say, what should people not say? And what should they say? 
And it's like all of you say exactly the same yeah. things that I have probably said to people, but you all say, but we know deep down you mean well. It's just yeah. we don't want to hear it right yeah. then. And I just think, oh, I'm damned if I do it. I'm I damned if I don't. No, do people steer away yeah. clear? Because it's just hard. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, a I've minefield. Said it to someone as of course, well, you probably are. It is, you just can't, it's just, you don't know what else to say. Yeah. But I, I, I am mindful and I try not to say that now because I know how horrible it makes you feel inside. Because what seriously, what reason can there be? No, there can't be. I, yeah, and after eight years, we're still not sure. No. Oh, right. Well, that's it. I think that's everything, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Um, anyone that's been affected by this podcast subject today, I will be listing all the available charities, support, and other organisations that can help. Claire's just mentioned Sans. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Do you think if you would have gone to something like that, Claire, in the very beginning, I remember you saying, "I don't want to sit in a room and talk about my experience and listen to other people's experience because that won't help me." And that's fine, and you probably wouldn't at the time. But do no, you kind I, of think you maybe you should have done something a bit later? It's, um, it's, just, it's just not in me. I no. think from, uh, I think if it's worded different, like now, if it happened to me now, I'd probably find a Facebook group. And yeah, do it that way. Get a key, come on, um, community. Yeah, like a yeah. social media thing. But no, it's just not. Uh, no, because you know I've have other issues about other things, and I've never gone counselling. No. Not saying it's wrong. No, just it not helps. You. It's just not for me. Do you know what? Um, I'll do that. Actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a list of it on my description, and I'll try and find hashtags or groups or yeah. pages on Instagram because that is good for stuff like that. Actually. Yeah, I think yeah. If it happened to me now, because obviously there was no social media in them days. No. But yeah, I think if it happened to me now, that's would probably probably the route I'd go down. But as I say, I've got I've had I've got such a good support network. And I am an open book and talk to anybody about and everybody about everything. I feel I can get out. Of the yeah, system. you're like me, really. You'll yeah. just tell everybody your problems. Hence, I've got a podcast. Yeah, well, it gets us in trouble, doesn't it? Yeah. But a lot of people aren't like that, so counselling is the way forward for them. And or just like you said, talk to other people that's yeah. been through or the same social thing. Media, it's on social media, you yeah. can be anonymous, can't you? Yeah, as long really. as you can, you've got to talk to people because keeping it in is it, it just. It's I never good. recommend that. No. For anybody for in anything. any situation, yeah. like, don't bother Talk it out. out. Talk it out. I mean, think about things before you say things sometimes. Yeah. We could probably learn from that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I just think that would be really good. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything else that would help anybody going through or has been through? I think you've covered everything. Know, so far. You've been brilliant. Well. Yeah, you've done really good. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a heavy one. I hope you've enjoyed it that sounds like the wrong word but do you know what I mean you found it informative yeah. I'm just really grateful that Claire's come forward I always wanted Claire to do this podcast but I would never in a million years have asked her because it is such a I know well, we were going to do it for Ethan's birthday weren't we but no we no you were too there. you weren't in the right, headspace, in the right headspace, headspace around that time um after I've left it and you asked if you you know you said oh I'll come on your podcast because you wanted to talk about it yeah I so I suppose this is your way of getting yeah, that I bit want, of therapy well, I wanted it as a, mem- a birthday mem- like a thing for his 18th but so, I just couldn't do it at no. that time but I, I will apologize for my rubbish medical terms because she's again, a nurse I'm a nurse but I don't know nothing about midwifery <laughs> and also it was 18 19 years yeah. ago now and also Claire, and Jesus and Christ I don't you know people don't remember anything from their births because it's just a blur it was a blur so sorry about that but like thank you everyone for honestly it's been really informative and yeah this is going to be a memory of Ethan baby Ethan and if you do want to talk to anybody about anything please message me on my Instagram account and yeah we'll try and do our best to explain things as best as we can thanks everyone for listening thanks Claire thank you thanks sis see you later bye bye
you'd like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch. We're looking for unique stories that will help and benefit any parents listening. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest or visit my website www.theswaneffectmum.com. Thank you.